I've always believed that there were several planes of existence. And we as human beings inhabit only one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Journal Podcast. I want to thank everybody out there who's been downloading, listening, liking, and loving the Paranormal Journal Podcast. This is season two, and uh, I'm going to start doing some things on Sunday morning. I'm going to call it the Sunday morning paratalk. My work schedule is kind of crazy right now, so, you know, it's kind of hard to do podcasts in the evening because of work, so... I'm definitely going to start doing this on a Sunday morning. We're going to have a lot of guests on. We're going to have one on today. Uh, I'll be talking about him in a few seconds here, but this little updates uh, perhaps will be at some of these Paracons that are going to be happening around Pennsylvania this year. If you want to come out and see us, we will be at Pennhurst in May. It's a big, uh, the big Pennhurst Paracon that's going on. We will have a vendor table there. We will be there. You can get some of our HAPS merchandise, which we have like some got some really cool stuff. We got some flashlights. We got some flash drives. We got business cards. We're gonna have shirts. It's gonna be a bunch of stuff, man. Come out and check us out. We're gonna have a lot of stuff to give away. And uh, you know, get HAPS out there and um hopefully get a lot more cases and out here to help people. That's what we want to do, that's what we're here to do, and uh that's what we like to do. We love to do. That's what we, we, what our drive is, is to help people and families that are experiencing paranormal phenomena, and we're going to continue to do that. But we will be at a bunch of Paracons. We're doing some new things this year with the Paracons, uh, getting out to reach out, meet new people, and, and get their ideas on what they're doing in paranormal investigating. And uh, you never know, man. You can learn a lot of stuff from new people, and uh, people can learn a lot of stuff from you, from some of the stuff that, that uh, you know, you've done over you know a lot of years of paranormal investigating. It helps to reach out and help, you know, to uh, talk with other people and uh, help other people. So, and we're down for that. We're, we've always been down for it. Um, so, like I said, we will be at the Penhurst Paracon. We will be at the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash coming up in July. We will be there as well. And we will be in the Hell House Paracon in September. Come up and check us out. And we're going to be doing lots of good things with Anna Marie Manello. 
with the book, The Unholy Structure. She wrote about a case file on one of our one of our cases. And um, yeah, man, it's going to be pretty cool. A lot of exciting things have happened for us. We were featured in Amer an American Paranormal Magazine. We were the cover story for Pennsylvania. That went over really well. And um, man, it's it's nice to get some recognition out here for all the years we've been doing paranormal investigating. You know, it's uh, it's nice to get recognition. And, and people, a lot of people commented in the magazine, which I was really surprised. I didn't know people were really following uh, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society like that, but they were. Man, they had a lot of cool comments about things that we did in the past. We did a couple uh, lectures at like Lancaster Library and um, the uh, York Emporium and things like that. And um, man, people really had a really lot of comments uh on there i was really surprised i didn't think people were following us like that but they uh they were very cool i am gonna have a special guest on today and uh i was on his podcast uh last week and i tell you what it was fun man i had a really good time with this guy his name's eric sims and uh He's the host of the Unseen Paranormal Podcast. I tell you, man, I had a great time on his podcast. We talked a lot about a lot of things, and uh, it was fun. I had a fun, fun time. And I said, you know, we're going to be doing this Sunday morning paratalk thing. You know, if you want to come on and talk uh, paranormal shop, hey, man, come on in. And he was like, yeah, definitely, dude, definitely. Uh, we have a lot of things in common. He's been doing this stuff a long, long time. And, uh, he also is his he does paracons and he's on the same page with me with the paracons where you know we we need to have these paracons not only for these paranormal celebrities but for the average paranormal investigator man you know we're out here putting in the work I don't know you know these these TV shows they're just TV shows folks they're entertainment we're out here really doing it you know we are out here putting in this work weekend weekend week out every weekend. You know, we come home, we don't have, uh, you know, people reviewing our evidence for us. We're actually reviewing it. And, you know, it, it's tough, man, to maintain a job and uh, and and do this. You know what I mean? I mean, it take, you're, you're reviewing hours and hours of audio, video. I mean, if you miss one second, you can miss something very important. So you really got to be paying attention and you really got to be observant when you're doing your review. I can't wait to talk to Eric and see what with a lot of the things that, you know, some of the things that he's been doing over the years and how he comes about doing it. And uh, maybe he has some, some new ideas about paranormal investigating, you know. So, you know, without further ado, let me get Eric on the hook here. And uh, we're going to talk paranormal shop. Paranormal shop on Sunday, man. This is going to be awesome. Nice hot cup of coffee. The sun's up. It's a great day to be alive. But let's talk about some paranormal things. So let me get Eric on the hook here, and we are going to talk paranormal shop. Hey, what's going on, Eric? Hey. So, uh, Eric, uh, you got uh, some tickets to the uh, Gettysburg Bash, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to come the past few years, and uh, just because uh, there's so many people that I know that I've talked to on the show that I've met online that are going to be there, and uh, just come meet everybody in person and and uh have a good time yeah yeah man that's gonna be awesome i can't wait i've used to go to paracons a long time ago and um i just kind of stopped going to them because it was kind of like getting in the way of things of like investigating i might have had a case that weekend or something like that and i was just like man i can't I, i'm not gonna be able to make it and um 
kind of got out of it. I just like you know, back then it was I don't know. I wasn't all into the pair celebs, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, eh, you know, going up for them to have a good time because they're out there partying, having a good time. I'm like paying for their good time, you know what I mean? I'm like, dude. <laughs> right. The hell with right. that shit, man. I can buy a pair and I want equipment with that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. new cameras or something. Location. Yeah, yeah, you know. For like, location from them, yeah. I ain't gonna do that shit, you know. Why should I? I'll just uh I'll go buy my own equipment or go to a uh, haunted location or most of the time, I just bought equipment with it, you know? Yeah. So, uh... Well, that's one reason why we decided to do our own expo. For one, there's not any kind of big Paracon or expo in Middle Tennessee. And so, um, we decided to put it on our own. And with the sole purpose of not having pair celebrities, per se, um, but having real deal people who are out there really doing the research, you know, investigating, writing books, you know, uh, things like that. People who are... I don't like to use the word expert. We've talked about that when with you on my show, but uh the people that are putting into work. Yeah. And so like we have somebody like Pat Fitzhugh who has been investigating the Bell Witch legend for like 40 years. He's put out three books. Like he's the expert on that phenomenon, right? Uh not necessarily paranormal, but on that legend. Yeah. He's the go-to guy if you want to talk to somebody about Bell Witch. He knows the story inside and out, you know, and all that. So we got people like him coming uh as speakers and as guests and uh, the only pair of celebs, I guess, that we have is uh, two of my buddies. I've become friends with them from, uh, they were on A&E's version of Ghost Hunters. Uh, Mustafa got a lawyer and Brandon Alvis. But oh, they Mustafa? Are two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. Me and him become really good friends. and uh, But they're serious about investigating. They don't really oh, yeah. give two shits about the pair celeb as much. Um, they're very serious about what they do. And they've got a new show they've been working on called Haunted Discoveries. Nice. That is... Yeah, and they brought in Dr. Harry Clore, um, an actual scientist, to actually try to scientifically capture uh, the paranormal. And they use like the uh, what is the name of that camera? It's an electron multiplying camera, and so it can see in total darkness because it uses electrons instead of visible light. And they've actually had really good success with capturing like full body apparitions with it and things. That's cool. Um, that you can't see otherwise. Yeah. So they're trying to scientifically do things. So they're actually out there putting in the work. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it'll be on a television show, but it's gonna, it's not going to be like any other show that, that has been on because of their scientific approach and that. So I really respect those guys. And I didn't, I didn't invite them to be speakers because they're parish celebs. I invited them because of what they're doing. And so, um, yeah, all of our speakers are like that. And, and also I'm big on diversity because I think it takes all different types of people in the paranormal. Um, I've, I've, one of the things that I'm just sick of is the bro culture that like sack baggins, you know, brings to the table, oh, yeah, that guy, you know, man. that, yeah, he's a trip, man. He's getting exposed now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They're airing his shit out. <laughs> he's finished. Yeah. And also there's some of these paracons that, uh, in, in convention and stuff that they don't feature any women in the paranormal. Like yeah. you look at the speakers and it's all guys. Yeah. And it's like, no, I want that perspective. So we have a good mix, not to my own horn about that, but, you know, we tried to come in with a good mix of speakers, men, women, everybody kind of bringing different things to the table. So I'm excited for that. So when's this, when's this uh, Paracon you're doing? It's going to be October 21st at the fairgrounds, Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. You got a website for it and everything? We do. It's uh, TennesseeHauntsAndLegendsExpo.com. Sweet, sweet. I'd like to get out there, man. I, I love Tennessee. Yeah. I'm I'm a native. I'm born and raised. I'm one of the rare 
the rare Tennessee natives. We've got people moving out here from California and Michigan and everywhere else. That's so. beautiful there, man. I used to yeah. fish down there a lot <clears throat> at Douglas Lake and everything down there, Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. I used to fish down there for bass and stuff like that. Tournaments. We've had national tournaments down at Douglas and beautiful yeah. place, man. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a great idea what you're doing, man. Especially, you know, there's a lot of people that are putting in the work and you, they don't get any notoriety behind any of it. You know what I mean? And they're out there every yeah. weekend, you know, busting their ass trying to help people and, and figure out uh, some kind of answer to this stuff. You know what I mean? And I think the Paracon should be geared toward these kind of people. Yeah. You know, regular investigators like us that are putting in the work. You know, we spend countless hours at night, you know, going over evidence and review and you know just because you're not on a tv show you know you don't get any recognition behind it you know what i mean so it's just right. like the only people that really recognize you are your clients you know they're the ones that really that love you because you're there helping them and trying to find an answer to, to everything for them and yeah you know the research of everything it's just it's a lot of work man people don't understand that and i kind of look at some of the other paranormal groups that are out there and i'm like seeing the stuff that they put on inter- on the internet and YouTube, they have their YouTube channels. And I'm just like, well, what, what are you really doing this shit for? You know what I mean? Like, what is right. your purpose of making these short movies? And, you know, and other than trying to get famous, or, or, you know, that's the way it seems to me. Um, yeah. That shit's kind of far and in between that you're going to make it on television. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't understand what their purpose is behind it. Is it a glory thing? Is it a, I, I just don't, if you're trying to be famous, I mean, good luck with that shit. You know what I mean? Right. It's like far and in between of that happening. Yeah. I've come across, uh, quite a few narcissists in the paranormal. Oh my and that's God. one reason why it's I a think, lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot. And that's one reason you have these people spouting parunity all the time. Yeah. And I think that is that that's a bullshit word. Because every person that I've ever seen with the pair unity movement that you see doing like the pair unity paracons and shit, they're the worst ones. Yeah. They're the ones out trying to make a name for themselves and make money and, and, and all that. And so that's why, you know, I'm all, people are like, why are you always shitting on pair unity? Because the people that are doing it are, you know, they're putting that out there in that word. They're the worst people yeah. that you want to get behind. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've experienced quite a few of it over the, over the 20 years of investigating and I'm just like, I stopped messing with people for a long time because I just come across a lot of negative people. And, you know, there's a lot of coattail riders too, man. Like you, oh, yeah. you meet people and they see that you're putting in the work, you know, and they want to ride on your coattails with things. And it's just like, dude, you need to put your own goddamn work in, man. Like I'm doing this, you know, every night, every second I got to try to get my name out there so I can get, I'm, I'm not worried about getting famous. I'm worried about getting clients and doing more investigating. Right. You know what I mean? Like sitting at home, you know, sitting here on a computer is not going out and, and researching paranormal phenomena to me. You know what I mean? I need to get out right. there. And the more cases I get, the more chances I get to, you know, research this, this phenomenon. And, and it's, it's an amazing phenomenon to me. I think it's incredible. The things that yeah. happen and you're just like, what the hell, what the hell makes this stuff happen? You know what I mean? How's it, how's it creating itself to talk and manifest and do things? You know, that's the amazing part to me. And, um, some of these cases you go into, it affects the family, like really bad. You know what I mean? It's not like it's, it's not a TV show. This shit is real, man. You know, 
Yeah. This is somebody's life. Yeah. Life. In the past few years, I've kind of shifted with with starting the podcast and stuff, and and I've been very fortunate that the podcast does really well. But my focus of the podcast is not for me to be famous. I have no. I, I I'm fucking forty years old. I don't want to be famous. Yeah. You know, if I get invited on TV or something, okay, whatever. But it's that's not the goal for me. The goal when I started the podcast and even more so now that I'm in 120 something episodes in and I have over a hundred thousand downloads, which I think is great. Cause when I started, if I had 10 people listen. I thought it was awesome, yeah, I know, but, right? but I wanted to have a diverse group of people on and I, and, and I continue to still talk to local paranormal teams. You know, I talk to authors who you've never heard of because they have some of the most incredible stories. You know, I don't need a whole bunch of pair celebs and I've had pair celebs on the show, but they're the only the ones that I respect yeah. of what they're doing. Like Katrina Wideman and Mustafa and Brandon and people like that, that I think are still putting in the work, even though they're on TV, they are putting in the work. And so my goal with the podcast has become, you know, putting these stories out there, um, to help people and also to give a voice to investigators who otherwise wouldn't have a voice. And, and I'm lucky to have a platform now that I can put them out there. So my focus has changed a little bit in the paranormal and like we're doing the, the expo and we do events, but, uh, for that, it's all about charity at this point. Like, you know, we make no money off of any of this. It's all going to charity and help, help, uh, out historic locations and, and things like that to help them keep the doors open. So. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. I, I just, uh, you know, anymore, right. You know, I've been on a couple of TV shows, um, like the haunted and ghost nation. And I basically went on those shows just to get my name out there. You know what I mean? Our paranormal yeah. group's name out there because, man, if, if they see you on TV, they know, you know, even though with TV's half of that, probably 98% of that is bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. But if they see you on a national network, they know you're not some, some kook. You know what I mean? You're not right. some, you know, goofball that's coming into their house and, you know, going to do some crazy shit in their house and you know that's that's the scary part about a lot of this stuff is that some of these teams that go into houses man they they do some really ridiculous shit and it's just like dude you're you're doing more harm than good man you know like yeah talking about they can get rid of demons like they go in that oh yeah you have a psychic with them oh there's demons in here or something you know and they're just like oh yeah you got like four demons over there three over you know three over (laughs) here you're like how do you even know this shit? Because you, you know, someone's yeah. saying that there's no proof, there's no validation to that shit at all. You know, you're just or, saying that. Yeah. And the, the other side of that is, you know, every fucking place has a portal now. Yeah. A portal. That's become a big popular <laughs> thing too. Portals and that. demons. And, yeah. yeah. Demonic shit sells. That's the big thing. You know what I mean? Like right. if you got a TV show and there's demons on it, you're fucking making yeah. money, dude. You're like big bucks. Yeah. You know, you're like, nah, man, that's not all the years I've investigated. I've never seen anything demonic. I've seen some weird shit. But you know, never yeah. demonic. You know what I mean? Just like, oh man, yeah. that's, that's a demon. Now, I, I yeah. can't say that. I've come across and, maybe negative things. You know what I mean? Like, right. if there's negative and positive energies, you know, all throughout the whole earth. You know what I mean? So it's just. Well, I think you have to. You have to have one. One. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. It, it's a balance between yeah. the two. But talking about some of these paranormal teams, um, a lot of people I've been accused of of trying to gatekeep in the paranormal. And no, that's not what I'm doing. It's just, I put in 20 something years of work on this, like you have. And I think that you just don't, you can't just jump in and do some shit that you have no experience doing 
DJ. Okay, it's great. Oh, you got your team on a, on the front of a magazine. Yeah. Okay. Well, where the fuck is the work that you put in? Okay. If 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 you've done this for twenty years and you're on the front of a magazine, okay, that's that's good recognition. Yeah. yeah. Of what you've done, but if you've only been had a team for a year, and I've seen this lately, a couple of teams that I can name, I'm not going to name them, but it pisses me off because it's like, okay, you threw this team together, you have no experience whatsoever, you're putting your name out there, you're getting in newspaper, local newspapers, and in magazines. And so you're going to have people start to call you, but what fucking experience do you have when these people call you needing help to go in and help them? It's all great that you're, you're in the press and it's feeding your narcissism or whatever your ego. Yeah. But when the real shit hits the fan, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You're going to call somebody like us who are experienced and say, what the fuck do I do? Because I'm in over my head now. Yeah. And and a lot of people want to say, well, that's gatekeeping, you know, the paranormal. No, I just think you need to pay your damn dues and learn what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, don't, you know, you can't do this shit for a year and think you're a paranormal expert or, you know, even a professional at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be professional in all your cases. It's not about being an expert. It's about putting in the work and, you know, taking care of, you know, the clients. Like these people are really experiencing paranormal phenomena. It scares the shit out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you see, you see paranormal groups with the creepy websites and shit like that. My website is completely professional. Like it's, yeah. it looks like a business website. It's not going to be something that's, uh, creepy exorcist music and that kind of shit playing on it because they're already afraid. So you don't yeah. want to make them any more scared than they already are. You know what I mean? You want them to look like, right. hey, they're pretty professional. This is boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I learned that from Jason Halls. Um, you know, that's how we started out in the Taps family. We we're part of the Taps family. And that was one of his first stipulations was, hey, don't make a creepy website. You make a creepy website, you're just going to scare people away. You know? Yeah, skulls and spider webs. And, yeah. yeah, more like a horror Halloween website. Yeah, know? Ouija boards and blood and shit like yeah. that. You know, you can't do that. People have to be, you know, confident that you're not some kook. And all my members are criminally background checked as well. I do a criminal background check on them. Anyone has a criminal record cannot be a member of the group yeah. at all. So, and um, I think that's important. You know what I mean? You yeah. gotta, you gotta check. There's, there are some people I have people that had tried to become members that had criminal backgrounds, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, nah, dude, you can't just, it's not going to work that way. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going into people's private homes and you don't want somebody stealing jewelry or money or even pills and and things like that, you know? And so, yeah, because these people are trusting that you're coming in and they're, they don't know you, you don't know them, you know, they just know they need help and you're the person that they're, they've turned to. So yeah, I think that's great that you do background checks and, and know, you know, try to know these people as much as you can before bringing them in and doing that. Oh yeah. And I let the client, if the client wants to see any of the criminal background checks, I provide it for them. You know what I mean? Like here is a criminal background check. All of us are cleared, no criminal record whatsoever. I mean, this shows everything to a parking ticket. You know what I mean? So if you have a parking ticket, it shows up on the background checks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh wow, this is awesome. You know? So that gives them another, uh, you know, ray of confidence in you that, you know, you're you're a legit paranormal group. Like you're not coming in here with Ouija boards and all that other shit. You know, yeah. People, you know, people do a lot of irresponsible stuff, and you're just like, God damn, dude, I can't. Play. I'm wild to see it online, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. man. You know, you're just like, you know, the one thing that I still can't believe that fucking happens, and people still fall for it. Um, these paranormal groups that still charge people to come in their homes. Yeah, it's insane. you know that shit still goes on. I've seen. That's I, crazy. 
lately I've seen websites where the teams are charging a fee. Well, we have to travel and we have expenses. That's their stance. And like, <laughs> well, you got in the wrong fucking business if you're trying to make money. Yeah. And and also if you're going in claiming to help people and investigate, why are you charging them? You yeah. can't prove any of this shit. No, it's not like you're a fucking bug exterminator going in. You know, I'm going <laughs> to put some fairy dust around, around your house. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I had to, a I had a guy came with us one time and um, he broke out the sage and all this shit. And he's like, "Here, man, let me sage you up." I was like, "Stop, dude." I said, "Look, I've been in a lot of investigations. I've done a lot of shit over the years. I've tried all that blessings and." None of that shit work, and none of it at all. You're talking about a phenomenon we don't understand. So right. you've freaking taken sage and throwing holy water. Sometimes it makes the shit worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can make yeah. things, you know, provoke things in the house that make it worse. Which you see a lot of people provoking too. Like, dude, that shit right. is dangerous, man. It's really dangerous. Yeah, and I tell people like with provoking, I, it, it's a it's a bunch of bullshit because. Would you want somebody to walk in your house and just start yelling at you and demanding things? Yeah. I don't think you would respond very well to that, you know? No. And then people want to know why they get scratched and pushed and smacked and okay, well, you come into this person's house and they, they might not even know they're dead. We don't know. Yeah. You know, and you, you're coming in yelling and demanding things and yeah. Yeah. I, so it's a, it's a totally unpredictable phenomenon and you know, can it hurt the clients? Hell yeah. It could hurt you. Yeah. We don't want we don't even know what the capabilities of these things are. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have no idea. But you see the TV shows, they're all, oh, we got to answer to this. We got to answer that. That's all bullshit. That's just entertainment, man. You know? Yeah. That's all and that I is. do, I believe in saging to a certain extent. And, and this is not to clear out any spirits and I never have claimed to get rid of any spirits. Uh, the one thing that I do is I go in and get rid of just energy. Because yeah, if I you, believe in that. Yeah. Negative yeah, energy and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Say you have your in-laws in town you got a bunch of people standing at your house or you had a party, all the energy collects in your house over oh, yeah. time. And so it's basically just like spring cleaning, like sweeping out all the energy and it just lightens the atmosphere and all that. That's, that's the only thing I've, that I ever do with Sage in my own house. I got a couple of friends that I do it for uh, every once in a while, but that's more of a, yeah, I would never claim I'm going to come burn this Sage and, gonna get rid of something you know what i mean to get rid of an entity yeah. or anything yeah i mean i the guy he's doing all this stuff he's over there meditating he's doing all kinds of crazy shit i was just like man whatever dude you know yeah <laughs> like yeah. is it here man you, you you okay i'm like i'm good <laughs> you know i'm i'm, I'm good yeah. I'm all right i said i've been doing it 20 years i've seen all kinds of shit you know i've had priests and homes of you know and it that's the bad part is you know i'm catholic so I believe in God. I believe I believe there's a higher being. There's something, you know. There's something out here. I don't know what it is exactly, but yeah. Um, you know, I think somehow when we die, it's definitely not the end. Um, there's some kind of subconscious mind. You know, your subconscious mind is living on. Uh, the physical body's gone, but there's some kind of subconscious, you know, thinking that's still going on. You know, we're energy, so right energy can't be destroyed. So we got to go somewhere. You know. Yeah. Whether we're floating around I'm out agnostic. here or whatever, you know? Yeah, I'm agnostic. So what that means is that I believe in something beyond us, but I just refuse to put labels on it. So, um, and I respect everybody's beliefs. And one of the things I've found in, in the paranormal world in the last 20 years is I think intention has a lot to do with a lot of things. So 
if you go into a place with the intention of being respectful and things like that, I think they know that without you even saying a word, I think they kind of know your intentions coming in because like you said, it's all energy. And so if you're putting off that vibe of a good person and you're coming in to just, you know, do good things, I think that goes a long way. I think also with, with trying to help people, um, I think in a way it goes a long way too with blessings and things like that. Cause, cause I don't, I don't think it depends on what you believe in when, when somebody comes in to try to cleanse a place or whatever, I think it's the, the beliefs of the, the individual, uh, the individuals. Yeah. And so if the homeowners are Catholic, I think the intention is there. If you bring in like a Catholic priest to do a blessing, I think it's going to help somewhat because the intention of the homeowners are there because it's their religion. If you have somebody who's Wiccan and you bring in like, you know, a shaman or something that's going to do something towards their beliefs, I think because of the intention, I think you have a way of helping. That is just my observation that, it, you know, a lot of it is intention, um, the intention of the individuals. And like I said, it depends on what your religion is and things like that, what the intentions are. But, but yeah, that's just my observation. And like you said, not that any of us really know if we can fucking clear the shit out or anything, yeah, you know, get yeah. rid of it. But we, we have to try yeah. at least. I'll give it a go around. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll try anything to try to help somebody. Yeah. Um, but I never promised that I can get rid of anything. You know, if right. anything, I'm coming into the, the the investigation to try to validate some claims or dis you know or disprove them. You know what I mean? Right. The right. biggest thing is a lot of things are natural going on in the house, and they think it's paranormal. You know what I mean? Yeah. House settling. Uh, you know, they might have a weird foundation where the house shifts at night and makes loud bangs and noises and pops and yeah faulty electricity things like that sewer problems uh, you know there's only like i said there's only been one time when i was in a, an investigation where i felt i smelled a foul smell um and i couldn't explain where the hell it came from but it smelled like a dead body and dead body and like feces mixed you know like shit mixed it was weird it was the weirdest smell i've ever smelled in my life i'm like god what the hell is that and you know as quick as it came that's how fast it was gone it was like there and then and it was gone. And yeah. what was weird was the the homeowner said that it only do it if you were reading like Psalms from the Bible. And uh, I don't know the Bible inside and out. I know bits and pieces of it. I've read it, but you know I have never memorized the Bible. Um, so one of the members started reading Psalms, and I said, "Well, just read Psalms out anything. Pick anything from Psalms and, and read it." And sure enough, he starts reading uh, Psalms and. This foul smell just just emanates the whole room, you know. And everybody's like, "What the? What is that shit?" You know, I mean, it was gross. I mean, it smelled like like a decomposing dead body. Yeah. And uh, as a construction worker, I'm like, "Well, maybe it's the toilet or or the drain." You know what I mean? The bathroom was right there. So I said, I got up and I went in the bathroom, and I'm like, "It's not coming from the bathroom. I flushed the toilet. I'm running the water, smelling in the sink." I get down to the basement, I'm checking the sewer line, I'm like, they don't have a leak anywhere, there's no leak. We're flushing the toilets and smelling in the sink, you know, see if this smell, yeah. you know. I couldn't explain it. And it happened once, and then it happened again, in the same night, you know, we're, we're there, and it, it does it all in one night, but it was the weirdest shit I've ever experienced. I'm like, I've only happened, it only happened one time, and that happened 15 years ago, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah. what the hell is that? Like, why is it responding to Psalms like, and I'm not even going to say it was demonic because I didn't see shit. I didn't see a demon. I didn't see, you know, the devil didn't rise up out of the floor and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It right. was just like, 
a dead body. It's like a dead body. And we did do some research. And we did find out someone was murdered behind the house. Uh, some bikers. Uh, pagans are real big up here and, and on the uh, East Coast up here up on, uh, in Pennsylvania and Maryland and stuff like that. Uh, they were a motorcycle gang. And they, I think they wound up raping and killing a woman behind the house and threw her in the woods there. I mean, the woods are literally 10 feet from the house, you know. And uh, it was weird, man. We had a lot of different things, you know. Something said my name. And um, I'm sitting on the couch at like 2, about 2 in the morning, me and another uh, a female uh, investigator. I kind of got my head back, you know, and it's just, just quiet. I mean, it's silent, man. I mean, it's no noise. We're just sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, we hear this Dude, I sat up. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. She says, you heard that? I was like, yeah. So I said, what did you hear? She said, it said your name. I'm like, yeah. I said, it said my name clear as day. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I sat up like, holy shit. Yeah. Said, holy shit. That is like, definitely said your name. I'm like, yeah. And it sounded like a female too. And um, we were just like, what the hell? But it was an interesting uh, case. You get a lot of these cases. Like we just did one about a month ago. In Mechanicsburg, PA, and I'm not kidding you, man. We, we I captured over 75 EVPs out of this house. That's the most shit I've ever wow. captured out of a house. And they were intelligently answering questions. Uh, someone was killed in the house, but it was never claimed as a murder. It was uh, the wife pushed the guy down the stairs, the husband, and he fell down and broke his neck and died at the bottom of the stairs. He was conscious for a while. She was just in the house and left him there, just left him laying there. And one of his children came in and found him laying at the bottom of the stairs. And she said, what happened? What happened? And he said that the mother did it, but they never uh, said anything to the police. Um, and they were, yeah. they were uh, Mennonites. And they didn't, say, they didn't talk to the police about it. He just fell down the stairs and he died. But during the investigation... We're, that's when I got touched by that weird staticky shit, and I heard that, you know, in the recorder, and a couple times in investigation, I said, you know, I was kind of referring to that incident, I was like, you know, did she push you down the stairs, and all this shit, and all of a sudden, you know, we didn't hear anything there, but when I'm listening here, I'm listening to the recorder at home, and I hear, you know, did she push you down the stairs, and it says, uh, in the in the EVP, it says, what was that, it says, uh, the bitch shoved me down the stairs. I'm like, what? I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, it was clear as day. It's like, the bitch shoved me down the stairs. I'm like, holy shit. It's like direct spot response to the question. You know what I mean? That's yeah. definitely some kind of intelligence. You know what I mean? Like, there's an yeah. intelligence response to that. You know, that's crazy. You know? How the hell do they do that? How How is the yeah. physical body, how's the mind still projecting, you know, and physically able to respond and, 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 and understand what you're saying without a physical body or anything. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's amazing, dude. The, the EVPs that always amaze me is, uh, in, in some places you tend to catch this a lot more than others, but when you're just, you're, you've got your recorder running, but you and your team or whoever's with you is just bullshitting and, and you'll have them chime in on the conversation. Yeah. Like it doesn't get more intelligent than that. They know exactly what you're talking about and they yep. put in their input in yep. like they're having the conversation with you and yep. I always find that amazing. You know um, what I find, you know, really interesting too, is sometimes, um, people call it a paradelia or something like that, but you'll be talking and you'll be making a noise and maybe you'll be rubbing something. You'll hear a voice within that 
that staticky noise of you rubbing your clothing or talking, even yeah. when you're talking, they'll talk underneath to you. Almost yeah. like they're using your sound waves to talk, to communicate. It's it's pretty amazing. And uh, some people say, oh, that's some kind of audio paradelia or something. I'm like, man, they're voices, man. Like, I can hear them. Like, it's not yeah. a paradelia. That's a voice. Like, and it's picking up. You put it on your spectrogram, and it's picking it up on the spectrogram as well. And you're like, no, oh, dude, that's a voice. I can, say, I can see it in the sound waves. You know what I mean? Like, it's there. Right. It might be below 20 hertz, but it's there. Yeah, uh, a crazy thing that happened uh, a couple of months ago. We were doing an EVP session in this hallway, at the end of this hallway, and uh, I use a voice recorder on my phone because your phone microphone is really sensitive. And also, as it's recording, I can see the wave on this program, right? So I can see... Something chimes uh, in. If something chimes in, I can go back in the negative space, you know, in the quiet space and listen to it. But um, I have my phone recording, and we're asking questions, and then uh, my cousin had his recorder right next to my phone just his voice recorder. And we were stopping and starting them at the same time. And so we'd ask a few questions, then we'd play it back to listen. And we caught um, a little girl's voice. We asked what her name is, and she's an infamous spirit at the Thomas house named Sarah. And he caught the voice on his recorder and I caught it on my phone. But then there's another voice where I end the session and we both go and hit stop at the same time. But the voice is recorded on his recorder, but not on my phone. And it's yeah. a man's voice. And we don't know what it's saying. It, it sounds like handsome or Anson or something like that. But uh, you can't tell what it's saying, but it's really loud on his recorder. But my phone is right next to it, but my phone didn't pick it up. Yeah. So that, that blows my mind. Cause, so what, what is the difference? You know, we've caught EV, we caught that same night, we caught the same EVP on both recording devices. But then this voice is not on my recording, but it's on his. And it was like something was talking directly into the recorder. And I just find that interesting, like how they can possibly, I guess, manipulate one device and there's another one right beside it and doesn't even affect it. Yeah. I've had that happen. Crazy. I've had that happen quite a few times. It actually, it actually did it in a, in the video cameras that I use. I use, I use wise cameras and they track motion and stuff like that. So as soon as something, yeah. boom, it's on it, it locks on it and it's following it. We're in that, in that same house a couple, about a month ago. And the camera picks up a, a voice saying my name. It says, John. And I thought it was one of my guys because they were laying on the floor. We were just doing EV, EVP sessions, and two of the guys were just sitting on the floor. And I'm standing out in the doorway, and I have a, I used a, a Tascam. And uh, it's really sensitive. I mean, you can hear your guts turn in with that thing. It's so sensitive. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't hear anything on the recorder, and my recorder didn't pick shit up. It didn't kick, pick anything up. It didn't pick the John up or nothing, but the camera did. And the camera has really shitty quality speakers in it, like like recording devices. And it really sucks, and it's limited. Uh, it's limited to its um, range. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. good close up, but if you get far away, it's shit. But whatever it was must have been close to the camera because it says my name. You can hear it. it's like John. And my recorder doesn't pick anything up, and I usually pick a lot of shit up with that Tascam, and uh, I didn't pick anything up. I'm like, how the hell can that piece of shit pick that up, and this one not? You yeah. know what I mean, didn't make any sense at all. Well, that's like that. That's like that. Uh, is it a Philips voice recorder? No, it's a Panasonic. Panasonic. The one's or, going for like five grand. Cause yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. But what is it about that recorder that people have get a bigger rate of success with EVPs? 
yep. and versus all the other recorders. And I've been but there's in, something yep. in that, whether it's the software that runs that digital recorder or something, the way it was made, it's easier for them to talk into or whatever and pick up their voices. And, and yeah, it's, it's crazy. They need to start making those recorders again. Yeah. So not $5,000 a piece. Dude, I had a friend, I had a friend, uh, Gary, uh, Gary Kings, he lives up in Newcastle, PA. And, um, he actually contacted, uh, contacted Panasonic about bringing that recorder back out and they yeah. wouldn't do it. He said, dude, you know how much money you can make if you bring these recorders back out? People will be buying these things like hotcakes. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, they were like, no, we, we're, it's just an outdated, uh, engineered recorder that, you know, that we'll never bring back up again. It's never going to happen. And he's yeah. like, wow. But the thing is, if you could get that recorder, you'd have to, you're going to pay a shit ton of money for it. But yeah. if you could reverse engineer the recorder and remarket it, oh my God, dude, that's a gold yeah. mine. Yeah. I mean, that's a gold mine because every paranormal investigator will want it. I mean, you ever heard one of the recordings from that thing? It's really shit. It's garbage. Yeah. It's, but the EVPs tend to be loud. Yeah. They're really clear. The success rate is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the same room with, with Gary. He had two of them. Yeah, he he got them cheap, man. He got lucky and got them cheap. He got them for like seventy five bucks. And yeah. um, we're in the same room. I asked, you know, is there somebody here that could say your name into the recorder? Man, sure enough, I play it back. Nothing. His recorder says a a, a full name, Richard Margram, like clear as day, like we're talking. I'm yeah. like, how in the hell did that happen? Like, dude, my yeah. my recorder silent. You could hear a mouse pissing on cotton, dude. It's that quiet. You know, I'm just like, yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I said, it's got to be something with that older technology that that's easier for them to manipulate and use. Yeah. You know, maybe some kind of magnetic thing in there or something that they're able to, to tap into. Yeah. It's unbelievable. That's, that's what's the amazing thing about this stuff is that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, here we are, 2023, and we're using shit from the 80s that's getting more stuff than yeah. the newer technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. How? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of investigators that will use, uh, cassette tapes. Yeah. The old analogs. Yeah. Yep. Cause they get, and I know, I know quite a few of them that swear by it, uh, cause they get better results. Yeah. And, and in that way, if you, uh, subscribe to the stone tape theory, that would make sense because, you know, it's recorded magnetically on that, yep. on that tape. And so if they can manipulate that easily, yeah, it would pick up their voices, um, a lot easier. I know. You know, I know they do use, uh, they do manipulate electric magnetic fields too, EMF. And yeah. uh, it was weird. I'm not into the whole get the gadget shit with the EMF detectors. And I, you know, I I have it, you know, every paranormal investigator has this shit. Bells and whistles, yeah. that's what I call them. But I think an interesting thing that happened with a K2 one time, you know, we went through this old house. It was, it was part of, actually, an unholy structure. Um, there was that investigation. And me and another investigator are standing in the doorway. They're, the house is totally tore apart. You know what I mean? It's totally tore apart. And we're getting no EMF. We're getting no K2. I mean, EMF is zero. Nothing. We're standing in the doorway. It's around 2 o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm holding the K2 in my hand. And it just goes, Phew! it shoots up into the red. I mean, just Spikes up in the red, stays there for a few seconds. It's I got I put a um a uh a, a sound to it like a and it go it just yeah. it goes up to 
to red, stays there for a few seconds, drops back down. I looked at uh, my Tom was a, is my case manager. I looked at him. I was like, man, that was weird as shit. And he's like, yeah, man, here it was. And right after that, we heard a disembodied voice. We heard a man's voice say, like, I'm, it said, I'm standing beside you. And that's when the K2 went off. And I'm like, holy shit. We heard the voice, but we, we didn't make out. We couldn't make out what it said because it was low. Yeah. But we heard a disembodied voice. And we're like, holy shit, did you hear that? And he's like, yeah, man, that, and that was crazy. That was a man's voice like right here. It was right in between us. And that's where the K2 was between us. And it just it shot up into the red. And it was kind of validation that whatever it was, it set off the, the K2. And right. uh, I made sure none of us had phones. We didn't have our cell phones on us. We didn't have anything. I was like, nobody has a phone. He was like, no. I'm like, because the cell phones will set that shit off, you know? Yeah. Oh, Somebody yeah. gets a message, K2 will go off, you know? And yeah. it was amazing when I went home and listened to it, you know, you hear the K2 go off and I'm like, man, that was weird as shit. And then you hear this voice and I'm like, and then you hear it say, you know, I'm right beside you. I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's like a validation that it was there. We couldn't yeah. see shit. We didn't feel anything, but the K2 picked it up. And uh, I was like, wow, that was pretty amazing. It was the first time I ever had something like that where I could kind of validate that it it, uh, it uh, affected the K2 meter. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. natural things that affect the K2 meter and EMF and, you know, household right. appliances, cell phones, all that shit. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, whenever I do public uh, investigations, we use it because we split off into teams. Uh, depending on how many people we have. And so we carry walkie talkies. And one of the things I always show the people with a REM pod. Oh yeah. All you gotta do is hit, you key that mic up Yep. on that walkie talkie. It'll go right to the floor. It'll go right to the floor, the second and, floor. And so I show them that and I say, look, this is how easy it is for them to fake REM pods on TV. Yep. Every, ca- every crew member, the camera people, sound people, they're all carrying fucking walkie talkies on those TV shows. Yep. And they have, most of them have a crew of at least five, six people that are following them around. You got producers, walkie talkies and all that. And that's all it takes. And I've only had one experience with a REM pod that I can say for sure was something paranormal. Uh, there are three of us. We did a private investigation at an old rescue squad building and they called us in because they wanted us to kind of document and try to figure out who was there because they think, uh, one of the old captains, uh, he retired and then he passed away. And they think that he's still around there because they've seen him and things like that. So they wanted us to come in and, and validate that for them and a couple of other claims. Just say they're not crazy, right? Because they use this building now uh, to teach the new rescue squad members coming in, um, firefighters and EMTs and things. So we're sitting in the dark and uh, the two investigators, the other two investigators are on the other side of the table for me. We're in the classroom area. It's a huge open space. And there's a REM pod uh, in between us. And I'm holding uh, our camera, our camcorder filming and we're asking questions and the rim pod was kind of going off, uh, in response, but it's hard to validate that a lot of times, but, uh, they asked one question and I forget what the question was, but I watched on the camera an orb go across the camera screen. And as soon as it hit the rim pod, the rim pod lit up Wow! and yeah. And, and it was in direct response to a question and I can't remember what the question was, but um, so I think it was something like, you know, light the REM pod up so that we know you're here or whatever, you know, that we're communicating with you. And yeah, I watched that orb go across the screen and, and since it hit the REM pod, um, I never get any activity REM pods, rarely yeah. ever anything that I can validate anyway. Um, like we were talking about with the, you know, your cell phone can make it go off or yeah, walkie talkies yeah. and things like that. 
And also, you don't know if if a walkie-talkie can make it go off. How about if you're close to the interstate, a trucker, or yeah. even a trucker not on the interstate, could be yeah. going by using their CB radio, and it's so powerful, yeah. it makes your equipment go off. Yeah. Um, with the K2, mail meters, things like that, one of the most interesting things I've found, and I've seen this a couple times at Thomas House, there's one hallway um, where this little girl, Sarah, has a room up there where she supposedly died there. But in the hallway, you have all these rooms that shoot off, all these bedrooms because it's bed and breakfast. And a uh, really long hallway, probably 50 feet long. But a couple times I found a bubble of EMF in the middle of the hallway. And you can measure it. There's nothing. It's not coming from the wall. It's not coming from the ceiling. not coming from the floor. Um, I found that interesting. Not, I can't say that that's a spirit or, or anything paranormal. It just typically, you know, EMF is tied to electrical wiring in the walls or you yeah, know, something yeah. like that. But, but to have it just free floating in the middle of the hallway, I, I thought was pretty interesting. And it's not there all the time. Um, there's been, I've been there, I think seven times now investigated and, uh, I've only found it twice that it's, uh, that it's been there and it's not been in the same spot either. It's, uh, moved down the hallway and, and things like that. And that's in that hallway we get, um, we've gotten the EVP of the, the little girl, Sarah and her saying her name. And we've got another EVPs in that same hallway, but I find that interesting to have that bubble of EMF. That That's very interesting, man. That's definitely interesting. I, we've had similar stuff like that happen um, with you know, with uh, millimeters too, like following the yeah. EMF, and it'll move. Like it's weird as shit. Like you'll be in one area, you'll be getting a, a reading into nothing, then you just start sliding over a little bit more, and it's unmoved. You know, yeah. a couple feet. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is this moving around? You know what I mean? It's really weird. Yeah. So I was I, also uh, we were also investigating Sarah's room a few months back and I was standing in the doorway with my back to the hallway and everybody's in the, in the room and everybody's sitting down on the beds and in chairs and things. And I'm the only one standing up and I got my back to the hallway and I felt, um, first, this is the only time this ever happened to me. I've been touched before, but it felt like a little kid, like was poking me in the butt cheek, with a <laughs> finger, like moved out of my way. You know, you're standing wow. in the door, like move. And yeah, a couple of pokes. And I was like, what the hell? And <laughs> You know, we're recording EVPs and everybody looks at me and they're like, I just got poked in the ass cheek. Like, you know, like I got a finger. But it, yeah, it was like a little kid, you know, tapping you like, move out of the way. Yeah. I'll I tell you, man, I recorded something in the house in uh, Effort of Pennsylvania. This black mass uh, that forms. It's cool as shit. I put it, it's on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and check it out. I just put it out there for people to look at it and say, hey, you know, check this out. This is a, a real phenomenon that that I experienced and, and, and recorded on video, like only time I've ever recorded anything like that, uh, to even remotely closely be close to a full bodied apparition. You know what I mean? It's not a full yeah. bodied apparition, but it's a black mass that creates itself from nothing. Um, and it, it happens over like a six to eight minute period. Uh, the homeowner would say she was seeing this black mist and it would shape into a, like a person. It would look like a little kid. It would be tall, like seven foot. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you hear this shit when you go in cases and you're like, yeah, okay. You know, everybody sees a fucking figure, a black figure, or red <laughs> eyes, or, you know, you know how many yeah. cases I've done where people see black things or red eyes out of the closet. Little kids see it a lot too, which is really weird. Uh, little kids see these black figures with red eyes. And um, I actually seen one one time. It freaked me the shit out. It was like in Virginia in an old train station. They actually filmed the movie Lincoln there. And, um, Dude, I seen a 
yellow glowing eyes, man. It was insane. It was, it, he peered out behind a, a column, an old column, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, I'm like looking at it. I'm yeah. like, is that real? Yeah. Like, is that an animal? What What is that, dude? Like, I freaking run over there. Look, you know, I'm looking up the column. I'm like, what the hell was that? And luckily there was somebody, there was two other people that seen it too. And they're like, holy shit, did you see those eyes? I'm like, it had to have been an animal. You know, I'm like, it, yeah. it's got to be. So I go over and check the pole. I'm like looking up it. I'm like, was it a possum? What the hell was that? You know, but it kind of like peeked out from behind the pole and just went back in. I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? I was like, oh, dude, that was weird. And, um, this this case and effort, they were seeing the same thing. It was a black thing, red eyes in the closet. They could never keep the closet door open. So I'm hearing all these claims. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, this house should be like in a movie or something, you know? And yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay, you know, so we started investigating. I, you know, she tells me where she sees it. I put the camera up. Uh, the camera is back to the the wall, and uh, it's facing to where she the closet is and her bed, and she sees it over the bed, a mist over the bed. And I'm like. Okay, you know, so I set the camera up. I get downstairs. Little do I know, as soon as I leave the room, man, it's it comes out of the closet. It manifests in the closet. It starts out just like a burst of energy, like, and it's this black thing, and it's materializing, and it gets so dark that you can't see the door jam anymore. It's You yeah. can't see through it. It's just black, blacker than the night of the room, you know, and you're just like, holy shit what am i looking at and i had put a negative filter to the camera so you can really see it how how it manifests and uh it's there and it gets small and it grows and then it just goes and it's gone it just disappears right and you're like holy shit two minutes like two or, or five or six minutes later it's on the other side of the room where the dresser is it manifests real small and it's it's blocking out the corner of a little nightstand and then it, it starts to stretch. It's kind of growing down to the floor, and it goes back over to the closet and grows. Like, it just gets around four four or five foot tall black. You can't see through it anymore, and then it just, and it's gone. And you're like, holy shit, what am I looking at here? You right. know what I mean? I'm like, how can something create itself from nothing? It created right. itself from absolute, it defied all physics. You know what I mean? Like. It produced its own mass. I don't know if it was a cold or not, too, because I didn't have anything in there to measure cold or temperature. Right. So, but sure enough, man, it's there. If you want, if anybody out there is listening that wants to go check it out, go to YouTube, pull up Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, go to the Black Mass video, and you can watch it. It's an incredible video, hundred percent genuine, a million percent genuine. I don't put anything out there that's bullshit. I'm not a bullshit kind of guy. I'm not here to fake shit. You know what I mean? That's not what yeah. I do. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people put a lot of bullshit out here, and that's why you know you see so many bullshit videos that you don't know what to what to believe. You know what I mean? So you put shit out there, and I've had people comment on it. Oh, that's fake. I don't have... That video is a thousand percent real, and uh, yeah. that's that's what I put it out there so people can see that this shit is real. There is this real phenomena that people are experiencing that they're not crazy. They are experiencing the shit. I recorded it. You know what I mean? There right. it is. Right. And I totally did not believe her. You know what I mean? Like, I go into it not believing that the place is haunted. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go into it thinking that it's haunted because automatically your mind starts to perceive different shit in the dark. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, you're already predisposed to experiencing yeah. shit. Yeah. You're you're creating your own psychosis right away, you know. Yeah. And I I proved that with the members that I had. Um I had I was a suspicious one a few members, so I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna run a little test here. So I went into uh, an investigation and I didn't feel anything in it. I mean, I'm not a psychic. I don't go by feelings and shit, you know. So yeah. I said, I'm going to mess with them and see if they can, if they're going to bullshit their way through this or this is going to be an episode of Ghost Adventures. You know what I mean? So I, I said, man, whew, I'm feeling real negative, you know. There's something negative. Everybody's got this heavy chest shit when they get into something negative, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my chest. It's heavy. I think there's something demonic in here. And right away, <laughs> they fed right into the bullshit. You know, they're just like, yeah. I knew it. I knew there was a demon in here. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, they fell right for the bait. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. I, was, I let them keep going on it. And I'm like, you do realize I'm bullshitting, right? And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. I yeah. said, you fell right into the, the, what I was trying to do an experiment on, and you fell right into it. You created your own psychosis. They started doing all kinds of crazy shit. Breathing heavy. Oh, oh my God. My chest yeah. is heavy. I'm like, you fell right into the bullshit that I was trying to prove that people right. can create their own psychosis yeah. to believe there's something demonic or something negative, and you fell right into it. I yeah. was like, I don't need people like that. You need to come into this shit with common sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, now, there is, uh, you can feel when the activity, to me, I think, you can feel because the it, to me the atmosphere gets thicker. Oh when yeah, you have a lot of activity yeah. going, I and then like when that. they're done, like you can just feel the the air is thinner, and you can, a lot of times you can feel, especially if you're getting a lot of heavy activity and a lot of call and response and things like that. Yeah, um, you can feel the, the a change in the atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. that's that when you get that cold chill, you get that hair standing up on yeah. your arms. That's your body reacting to a, a change in the atmosphere that's going. That's something yeah. paranormal. And yeah. I try to tell people that you get that going to a place and you feel that cobwebby feeling and there's no cobwebs, yeah. that's paranormal. That's some kind of static yeah. energy that's creating that makes you feel like you walked into a cobweb and it's not there. Yeah. yeah but it was just like, yeah. I didn't feel anything in that house at all. I didn't feel anything creepy. We didn't have anything really weird happen. And I was like, I'm going to do this experiment to see if this they're going to fall <laughs> into this shit. Sure enough, they did. You know, I'm like, come on. You got to do better than that. You got to use common yeah. sense. I, know, I said, I know shit happens in investigations and you start feeling weird. Uh, I've been there. You know what I mean? I, I felt it. I felt that static yeah. energy. Uh, you know, your nipples get hard or something. You know, it's your body <laughs> reacting to the shit that's going on. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, my high beams are on. It's something going on. You right. know, like something Turned weird just happened. Paranormal. Yeah, they're like, pink. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just like. I'm I'm real when it comes uh, to paranormal investigating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, talking about the the black mist forming. Um, there's this weird phenomenon. I hate to keep going back to Thomas House. I've just experienced lots of things because I've been there many many times too. But that's good. There's, though. Yeah. There's this phenomenon, and at first, uh, the first time I ever saw one of these pictures, um, I wanted to kind of throw it out because I was like, ah, eh, maybe there's something wrong with the cell phone camera or something. But, um. One of my friends took a picture of the owner. One of the owners, Thomas House, he's sitting at the end of a of a dining room table. They have a huge like dining room cafeteria area, and uh, his face is grayed out. It's not black; it's gray, and it kind of looks like another face, like superimposed on his. And I was like, eh, you know, I'm kind of the resident 
skeptic. I call myself a skeptical believer because I'm like you. Like if I can throw it out, you know, maybe there was something wrong with your cell phone camera because I've never seen a cell phone camera gray anything out like that, right? Yeah. It was an interesting picture because it looked like somebody else's face. And I'm like, you know, maybe digitally it's just two pictures or, or you know, somehow meshed together, kind of like a double exposure in, in regular film. But then I, on my two different phones I've had, I've gotten grayed out pictures there. And one of them um, is not the phone I have now. I have the pictures on this phone. But there's a mirror upstairs that if you, many people have taken pictures and they've caught a woman's face. So one morning I was up there taking multiple pictures. And as I take these pictures, there's about 15 pictures. There's a chair that you can see off to the side. And this gray thing starts as like a little ball and it grows as I take the pictures. And I didn't notice until after I took the pictures to where it's almost taking up the whole chair like somebody's sitting there. Oh, wow. You can see the chair through it, it's, but it's grayed out. Almost like part of the picture was turned black and white. And then... um by the time I'd switch positions, because I'm not paying attention to the chair, I'm paying attention to the mirror, because that's where I'm trying to catch something. So I switch positions, take more pictures, and it slowly kind of fades out. Um, and then another person's camera down in kind of that same dining room area, in a little bit different area, um, there were two investigators over there that were going to like a midnight snack. And they're, they're kind of laughing and joking, but it grayed their faces out. And this is a completely different phone camera. And I've never had this happen. I've never seen this happen with any other camera, any other phones, in any other location but Thomas House. Um, but yeah, this gray, I, misty, smoky look. It's weird. Very weird. It's, yeah, it's weird, man. That's just like the shit that I experienced. It's like this black mist that yeah. creates itself from like nothing. Like, how is it even possible? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me find one of those pictures real quick and I'll show you. But um yeah, never never had this phenomenon happen anywhere else. All the other places I've ever been investigated. It's just weird. Sorry, I got a lot of pictures. I take a lot of pictures on investigations. <laughs> yeah, my buddy Carl does pictures. too. He takes a shit ton with full spectrum and uh all different light spectrums and that's something I like about that little camera they have for um, Ghost Stop. They have a little full-spectrum camera. That thing is literally like this big. Yeah. But it shoots in all different different light spectrums, ultraviolet, full-spectrum, IR. And you can yeah. change all the light colors, too, which is cool. You can shoot in all different light colors. I mean, this is a neat little camera. We use it. We've captured some good shit on it, too, some weird stuff. Mists and shit like that. Hey, cool uh, new piece of equipment i got is a FLIR camera that goes on my cell phone okay the little, it's the pretty, little, the little clip that you slide yeah. in yeah yep. i think it's awesome uh we did an investigation at a place called two rivers mansion in nashville and it was a, just a private investigation just us and they don't really allow people in there too often but uh my friend lee was sitting on the steps so they have two houses they have one that's the original 1802 house and it's a brick house that was built while for the family to stay in while they're building this big giant mansion and um he's sitting on the steps in this older house and he said it, he tells everybody you know i feel something cold in my back somebody take pictures or whatever well i pop the flare on and you can actually see a cold ass imprint on the steps behind him oh like wow. two steps up from behind him that's super and when cool. he said that it goes away it's not there anymore that's like when he can't feel the cold on his back that's cool i got a I got a cool thermal picture too man we were doing an investigation old farmhouse and one yeah. of my investigators is sitting on the floor 
And, uh, you know, he's like, man, my legs really got super cold all of a sudden. And um, I, I panned the thermal imager over. And sure enough, man, there's a cold spot draped over his legs. You can't see his legs. It's over his legs, both legs. And it's like 60-some degrees. And the room was literally yeah. like 75 degrees in this house. It was in the winter. And, dude, you see the cold shit over his legs. And uh, I mentioned it to the homeowner. I was like, you know, I said, we've got a real, real weird cold spot in your daughter's room. And she said, what are, and I showed her the picture. She said, our dog used to lay across our legs that it's no longer, you know, alive. But it used yeah. to do the same shit, lay across the bottom of your legs like that. And I'm like, holy shit. That's kind of wild. So how do you, you see this? See that grayed out, like over the pink? Yeah. Yeah. And it's through a whole series of pictures and it disappears. It grows. That's one of the middle pictures where it's it looks like it's draped over the arm of the couch. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh um, shit. That's cool looking. There's another picture too, but it's there through all these pictures. Um, and like I said, I changed positions, but you can still see it here. I'm standing back a bit further, but you can still see it in the chair. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, there's this other picture. So my buddy Lee, cause this was a public ghost hunt that we sent that we, um, sold tickets for. And he's up on stage, uh, kind of showing some evidence that we got kind of rules, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. And this picture has not been, the only thing I did to this picture was zoom in. Um, and I don't understand where's his face. It's gone. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. But everything else, like if it was motion blur, you still see some definition. Yeah. It looks like somebody took and erased his face. Yeah. That is wild, dude. Yeah. And the camera's not moving because everything else is in focus. You know, you can read the words on the screen and. Yeah. But yeah, it just looks like somebody erased his face. Yeah. His whole, all the features of his face are just like gone. Yeah. And that's in that same dining room area where the other, I was talking about the owner with the grayed out face. Holy I don't have shit. that picture. Lee has that one. Um, Try to find that one I have. Um, let me see what you think about this one this this picture was taken to the old stone jail we were talking about the other day uh, when we recorded for my show i was telling you about um when i got i felt like i got grabbed like something grabbed my spine and i had to leave yeah um that location and go outside and then on the geo port it came across my cousin asked why are you messing with my cousin and five different people heard on the geo port because he started it first wow and, That's a direct response. Yeah, and I I don't provoke or anything. And the only thing I was doing was asking questions. But I think this is a nasty spirit, nasty known spirit. He grabs women in inappropriate places. Um, and they actually closed off the second floor of the jail uh, for a while because of that. And uh, but then investigators come in and said, "Well, you know, we know what we're getting into. You know, let us go up there if any women don't want to go." But um. There's a green, see the green face? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. there, I'm, and my big thing is like, where's the green light coming from? If that's a person, because you can see everybody else in the picture. Like you can see somebody in a white t-shirt in the background. Yes. Yeah, Cause the, the light came off the camera. Yeah. If that's a real person's face, where the fuck is the green light coming from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Holy so that's, a, that was a crazy capture. Um, but yeah, that's an, it's a nasty spirit. And they actually, they've gotten his name on EVP and they looked up this, his name and they found a guy with the, with the same, they got a first name and they found a guy with the same first name that was a, 
uh, rapist and a child molester. Oh, that boy. was in prison there. They think that's they think that's who the this guy is. So here you go. I got that thermal imager shot right here. You can see you can see the investigator sitting on the floor. You see the bottom of his legs. Yeah. See the black spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like draped over his that's legs. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was sixty, like sixty three to sixty five degrees, and uh, the room was seventy five degrees. So it's a, it's almost wow. a ten degree difference of what that is. Yeah, you know? and he's like, he can feel it. He's like, dude, there's something on my legs. I don't know what the hell it is. And I'm like, holy shit, you know what is that? And we went over there, and it was definitely a a difference. Like when you put your hand there, you could feel the difference in the in the temperature. It was weird as shit. Yeah. I was like, this is really weird, man. And that's the first time a, I've ever captured anything on thermal. I think the ass print that I was talking about, I think I only have on the video because you can with that FLIR camera, you can video or do pictures. That's good. You can video because a lot of them, like the one I have, you can only take pictures. You can't take video. Yeah, this one uh, because it works through your phone camera. I mean, it works through your phone. You can take uh, you can take still images or video. That's sweet. And I was videoing it because I was trying to figure out is that through know, um, iPhone or for Android? Mine's for Android. Nice. But they have it for iPhone as well. Who's the manufacturer? At Fleer. Fleer. Oh, yeah. sweet. The real deal. Yeah, the real Fleer, it's yeah. a real deal. How much that run you like four hundred? I got it as a Christmas present, um, and my cousin bought it for me, and he he bought the pro version, and um, that I think it's like three fifty four hundred for that version. That's but you can bad. get a cheaper one that's like two fifty. Um, I don't think the quality's as good. Yeah, you want the better pixels on it. Yeah, to get a clearer picture, you know, when you're investigating. Yeah, I'll have to get a screenshot. Because, like I said, I have the video. Let me see if I can get a good screenshot here. Now, that's the video where it's not there anymore. He gets up, and you can see, you know, his outline. But um, you see his full, you know, with the with the heat. Yeah, where his butt imprint is. Is it concrete? Yeah, is it concrete steps? There, it's wooden steps. Wooden steps. Yeah, so what will absorb the heat too? So yeah. if there's something cold there, you're going to see cold. If it's hot, you're going to have to see heat for sure. Yeah. And this, the particular night, uh, we actually had a warm night in uh, Tennessee that night. And uh, inside this house, I mean, we're all wearing shorts and stuff. It was like 77 degrees that night. So there's no reason for this one cold spot to be on the step, especially in the shape of like a butt outline, like yeah. a semicircle. Um, yeah. I have to get a good screenshot of it on the video. I took several videos. Have you guys but ever yeah. been uh, able to get to, um, what's that, uh, Hurricane Mills? Ain't that in Tennessee, too? Yeah, that's the uh, Loretta Lynn's ranch. Um, they don't let anybody in there to investigate. No? Yeah, I don't know about now, because she just passed away not too long ago. Um, I don't know if they would let anybody in there now. But she she's talked about the hauntings over the years and interviews oh, yeah. and things. I've yeah. seen some of them. I know the only people that have been there are things like Ghost Adventures. Those clowns are in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a local paranormal team that she let it in there like back in the '90s or something. Really, and I don't even know if they're still around. Yeah, wow. But that was back before the you know all the TV shows and and their you know teams are a dime a dozen now. Yeah, oh yeah. There's freaking a paranormal team every block in the city. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Holy shit, Pennsylvania's got thousands of them. So yeah, I, that's why I try to do you know get out there and be the best that I can be and uh, try to get a good rapport with the communities and stuff like that. And yeah, 
when we were featured in American Paranormal Magazine, I was surprised that people went into the, they were people that did, did still followed us from all these years. And they commented on, you know, our page, our article, you know, hey, we met these guys, you know, 15 years ago, they were cool, you know, so professional. I was like, holy shit, I didn't even know these people were like, still following us, you know what I mean? And we, yeah. we investigated, yeah. or they came to a, a lecture we did or something like that, because we've done college lectures and we've done, you know, libraries, you know, Halloween and stuff like that. You get a lot of that shit at Halloween time, people calling you yeah. to, you know, hear about paranormal things and stuff. But I don't know, I just like doing it, man. I think it's it's educational for people too, man, you know, and yeah. some people, you know, other paranormal groups, like you said, you get these people with these alter, these ultimate egos and, you know, you try to teach them something and they just, they don't want to learn, man. Like, they just want to do their thing and think they're going to be on some fucking yeah. TV show. And uh, it don't work that way, man. There's people running their own little group of circle of people. You know what I mean? And if you ain't in yeah. it and you don't have nothing to bring to the table, right? you don't got shit coming, man. It's not going to happen, yeah. dude. You know what I mean? So Well, and, and also, I, if you want to be on TV, you better come up with an original fucking idea. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Because you copying Ghost Adventures is not going to get you anywhere. No, not hey, at that all. show's been done for twenty years now. Yeah, like you know, for twenty seasons, or whatever. So it's, it's hanging like this right now. Dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. so. the, the Travel Channel Discovery is not looking for another Ghost Adventures. I can tell you. No, that. no. I mean, they're looking for something different and out of the norm that hasn't been done. Yeah, I mean, I think it needs to go the scientific route. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, really get into science with this shit. Try to figure out, you know, what yeah. is causing the phenomena. You know, we yeah. probably we probably just gave somebody a fucking idea to do a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, I uh, when I had uh, Katrina Wideman on, we were talking about you know TV and things because she thinks it's a lot of bullshit too, which is funny her being on TV and so many TV shows. But um, I, she's the real deal investigator too, though. And 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 from my experience, what you see is what you get from her. Like she's not melodrama. I've never seen her over you know dramatize shit uh for tv and all that but um of course they have ways of editing things to make it look that way but anyway even she was saying you know we need to get more into the scientific stuff and start showing on tv exactly what we do and she's like but the problem with that is people won't watch it yeah it's not exciting because it's boring yeah it's not exciting but when that one exciting thing happens it's fucking incredible you know what i mean you're just like Holy right. shit, dude, that was that was cool yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. But that's what the thing people don't understand, man. A lot of times you're going out in these investigations, you're just sitting in the dark talking to yourself for hours and hours at a time yeah. and not hearing shit. You know, you're just yeah. sitting there like, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah. going on. But yeah. you see a, a TV show with the Warrens when it shit's flying across the room. There's fucking <laughs> right. ghosts coming out of the walls. You know, you're just like, right. oh, man, this why can't that ever happen to me? <laughs> I've never I, had it happen. <laughs> I don't want to appear like I'm trying to name drop. I'm just using her as an example of somebody who is on TV and has been on big successful shows who has the opinion that we need to go in a different route. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like I'm not dropping her name because uh, whatever, just the fact that somebody like her, you know, has had that pair of celebrity status, um, is even in agreement that we need to go more scientific and more in the route of real investigating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. just like, you know, they, they, the Conjuring movies, they're all the same shit, you know. It's movie bullshit, yeah. you know what I mean? And I've talked to Andrea yeah. Perrone way before the movie shit, you know, when it yeah. first came out. That was a long time ago I talked to Andrea. And uh, 
you know, that shit did, you know, a lot of shit did happen to her in that house up there. You know what I mean? It did. Yeah. Um, but you watch the movie and it's like all this demonic shit and, you know, it's just, and that's not kind of how it was with it, with that, you know? Right. There was definitely some things going on in the house. You know what I mean? Like I said, her dad wound up, you know, her mom got thrown across the room in a seance. Yeah. And, yeah I've never been in a house and done a seance. Like, I don't think that's a good thing to do. Um, it could probably maybe invite something else into the house that maybe is not very good. You know what I mean? There's right. yeah. there's a lot of wicked fucking people out here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when they die, they, they most likely probably stay kind of evil. You know what I mean? Like, right. Murderers and yeah. rapists, and you know, yeah. I say if you're an asshole in life, probably gonna be an asshole in death. Yeah, <laughs> that's my I, motto. Yeah, yeah, I actually read an article. You remember Ted Bundy, right? The serial yeah. killer. And yeah. um, when they executed him, he went screaming and crying, went out like a little bitch that he was. Right. And um, but a week after he was executed, the guards reported they seen him in his cell, he was sitting on the bunk. One of the guards walked by the cell. He was sitting on the bunk, and he looked at him, and he said, I fooled you all. That's exactly what he said. He told him wow. he fooled them all. Dude, he fucking lived on after he died, dude. Yeah. That sick bastard is still wandering this earth, you know what I mean? Like, Right. Maybe maybe somehow he's changed, but you know, the, the way the guy described it in the article, that uh, it was still the sick sadistic bastard that he was you know what i mean and uh yeah. that that kind of carries on to like some of the negative things you have happen in houses you know there might have been some evil some bits that lived in that house you know what i mean like right that's why you're experiencing all these negative things and negative influences and you know people getting these weird thoughts of wanting to kill themselves and things like that it's just it's a yeah. lot of different things going on with it that we don't understand well, hopefully the joke's on Ted Bundy and his ass is trapped in prison for the all of eternity. Yeah, I hope his ass is stuck in there and not out in the streets <laughs> yeah. or some shit. You know, right. <laughs> he was one sick son of a bitch. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like this phenomenon is just amazing to me. It it's never gets old. You know, all the years I've been yeah. doing, I never get bored of it. You know what I mean? It's just like something new will, will happen. It's a lot of the hauntings are the same, activity wise. You know what I mean? You hear right. disembodied yeah. voices, you hear EVPs. You know, you once in a while you'll see these shadowy things, you know what I mean? I've seen them like three or four different times, and uh, they're interesting to see. Um, I seen one really close to me, right, like 10 feet away from me, you know what I mean? And it, it looked it looked at me. I didn't have any features, but I could tell it kind of like turned. Yeah. It looked like it was looking in a window, you know, at the at the, the unholy structure, the, that mansion. Yeah. And uh, I went outside, and it was looking in the window, and I was like, what the, you know, I'm like, holy shit. And I'm, it's right, right here. And I'm like looking at it. And, you know, I made a noise on the floorboard and the floorboard creaked and it turned. And when it turned, dude, it was just like looking at me. I didn't see any facial features, nothing. It was just black. Yeah. It was like a, basically like a target, like a, that you would shoot at a target at a silhouette, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it had smoke, like coming back into itself man it was the weirdest shit i ever seen it was just like a, a vapor or something like back into itself like how much you see it swirling and shit inside of it you know and i'm like yeah what the, you know i was like whole, i was freaking scared of shit man I, I, people say they're gonna go run to that shit you, go ahead you know <laughs> not me i was ready to run the other way dude right. you know, i'm like holy shit i'm looking at it and my heart is like just 
I mean, it was probably bouncing out of my shirt, man. And I was like, holy shit, you know, and it just, it took off the other way. And when it took, it went so fast, it kind of left like a smoke, like a vapor yeah, trail, dude. Vapor it was, trail, yeah. it was freaking wild, man. I was like, holy shit, dude. It went down to the ground. It went through the railing down to the ground. I went down there. I walked down there. I didn't run, but I, I walked down and I'm like looking around. Nothing, dude. It's gone. I didn't smell anything. It didn't, you know. Some people say they smell sulfur or shit like that. I didn't smell anything like that. I didn't. Yeah. No cold, but it was weird, man. It was just like, and then in my mind, I'm thinking, did I really see that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And my, it's my mind playing some kind of weird ass trick with me that I seen that. You know what I mean? Because there was so much phenomena going on that your mind starts, you know, really messing with you, man. Like, am I really experiencing this shit? And then you start going into the recordings and you're like, holy shit, that really happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I did hear that. I did, you know, feel that, you know, it, it was weird, man. Like it was one of those cases that it, it's just, it was amazing. You know what I mean? I'm just glad she wrote the book about it. You know what I mean? Because there were so many yeah. things that happened and people experienced so many different weird ass things in that place. And somebody actually lives there. Like I would yeah, love, I, was gonna say, I would love I can't to believe that it. somebody lives there. Yeah. I mean, they fixed it up. Yeah, it, it's gorgeous. I love old architecture, and that place yeah. is filled with old architecture and old cabinets that they made, and they handmade them. You know what I mean? Right. And and the, and the whole thing is uh, evolved around an old cemetery too. That's really right next to the house. You know what I mean? It's and it's, it has a legend to it with a werewolf, and and we're seeing yeah. a black dog in the house, and you know you're seeing it outside the house, seeing it in the cemetery. This black dog or you know it looked like a dog you know what i mean like and other people even the neighbors and the people around the community have seen it and there's a legend associated with the whole cemetery itself that a, a werewolf was allegedly buried in the cemetery if you go to the cemetery the wall it doesn't have any gates to get in it it's blocked up you got to climb over the wall wow. like this was supposed to keep it in you know what i mean yeah. like yeah it's crazy and they see this shit in the in the cemetery and seen you know outside of the cemetery even the neighbors see it you know what i mean like they see this dog walking down this black dog you know like a german shepherd looking dog you know a wolf looking dog and we've seen it in other investigations too which is weird as shit not and it was a good distance away from that house um tom was outside doing something and he seen this black wolf looking dog you know what i mean it was all black and it was leading him away from the house he's like Mm. dude and you know, this is like shit that something that a movie would, would be made of. You know what I mean? And I wasn't in that investigation yeah. that, that they did when he said he's seen the dog. And I'm like, it sounds like the same one from that, from that case. You know what I mean? He goes, dude, it was leading me away from the house. And then all of a sudden it was gone. I'm like, well, maybe you got some kind of attachment or something from the shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's kind of weird. You would see the same kind of animal, you know, 50 miles away from there you know what i mean yeah yeah we're a good 50 uh, miles away there's an author wt watson who wrote a book about black the black dog phenomenon it's wild uh, man yeah it's about wild. all the different sightings and experiences people have had with it yeah it's it's creepy as hell dude you yeah know? And, and a lot of the stuff is on native american land too so yeah i don't know if it's involved with with native americans some kind of because they have like animal spirits and shit so yeah I don't know if this is directly involved with that kind of thing because even that house is, you know, that holy structure house was, you know, it was Native American shit there. 
in the investigation we went to, there was a lot of Native American things with the Susquehannock Indians and stuff. So is it related yeah. to that somehow? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's strange. There, there was one um, tribe of Native Americans, and I think they're in Virginia. It's around some of like famous mounds. And I can't remember if it's like the Serpent Mounds in Ohio or if it's in Virginia, but some of the mound-building Indians, um, they uncovered some of these graves where that you have the skeleton of the actual Native American, and then they put a, a, a wolf skull over top of their head. Holy shit. Yeah, like in the afterlife, they're going to be this wolf. wolf. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and they called them, <coughs> excuse me, allergies, Tennessee. Yeah, us too up here, man. But I forget what they called them, but they were like, yeah, like wolfmen. And they, they, in the afterlife, they, that's what they would they're turn like, into. Like they're like wolf, almost, like right? dog soldiers. Like skinwalkers almost, right? Yeah. Skinwalker is kind of a, uh, Midwestern thing for yeah. like the Plains Indians and the, and the desert Indians out that way. But yeah, almost like a skinwalker, like a, a dog soldier. Um, but like, it was like the Mohicans or, or like up in, you know, the East coast. But it was this one particular sect of a certain tribe that did this. And, um, yeah, they've archaeologists uncovered the graves where they've, yeah, superimposed the, the skulls, the specifically the jaws on top of the human, uh, skeleton. That's wild, man. Cause it kind of makes yeah. sense of like what you're seeing, you know, I mean? like yeah. you see this black dot, dude, it's, it's nasty looking some bitch, man. Teeth growly, you know, it's just, yeah, looks like a real dog. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It, it, even the groundskeeper, when he locked him in that little shed, you know what I mean? He thought that it was a real dog. He was in there all day right. and he thought the thing was there all day. And they, yeah, they, they the owner, your dog's locked up. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, your dog's in there, man. He's like, nasty, some bitch, you know? And he's like, you don't own a dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't own a yeah. dog. He's like, there was a black German shepherd in there, some big black German yeah. shepherd. He said it's real big, you know? And I'm like, that, that's when we, you know, the construction workers were seeing it, you know? And, uh, they had seen it a few times up in the hallway, and it would go into a room, and it, it would just be gone. You know what I mean? They'd go into the room, and now nah, it's not there yeah. anymore. And uh, we first started, I didn't see it at first. I just heard it. I heard the nails, like, clicking on the wood floor, like, yeah. and uh, I heard it, and uh, my buddy Carl, his son heard it, too, and he goes, you sound like a dog, like, walking on the floor, on the wood floor. And I was like, I heard it, too. And he's like, yeah, because we were both together, and I'm like, hell is that it's just just like nails like you're like oh shit what is that but we didn't see anything then finally it starts you know it starts materializing where you see it you know you're just like holy shit you know there's this thing you know you're like whoa what and then yeah yeah gone you know just like out of existence you know you're like what is this shit man like what is going on here you know it's yeah. one of those things where you don't want to say it's a portal. You know, you're like, it's right. a big right. portal or something. Like, what the hell is this shit here? You know, you're like, what is yeah. this shit? Well, in, in the past three or four years, like, dogman phenomena has gotten really big, too. Um, I think the catalyst for that was, like, the Beast of Bray Road stuff. And oh, um, yeah. once that came out, a lot of people came out with these dogman stories of werewolf, you know, dogman yeah. type stories. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. There's a video out there of a guy with uh, an encounter with a dog, man. Uh, you don't see it real well, but you see what it looks like a wolf, like a big-ass wolf coming at him in the woods. And he yeah. just, he just, he, the camera's on him for a second. He just turns around. He just starts booking it, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting video. You can see, almost see 
a little clarity to it, but it's it's a cell phone. He's running, it's you know, it's jiggling around and shit, and you can't really yeah. notice it. You know, it's pretty wild, man. It's pretty wild. There's a there's a farmer on Bray Road out there who has these casts of these massive, massive canine prints on his farm, wow. and he's taking pictures of them in the dirt and cast them. And uh, what a lot of people think uh, the beast of Bray Road is is actual dire wolf. And they're supposed to be extinct. Yeah, they're supposed to be, it's like an extinct uh, wolf, like, wolf, you know. And yeah, like an ice age. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, ginormous, like the size of a, a fucking donkey. Yeah, and that's how big these wolves are or were. And um, but some people think that they've survived, like in the mountains, in these pockets of you know small populations. That's possible. And that's that's what a lot of people are seeing. Yeah, and they're just possible. not used to seeing these ginormous wolves. You know, yeah, it's possible, just like Bigfoot. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't believe in Bigfoot. I believe in it. Right. I definitely think Bigfoot's real. I mean, yeah, thousands of people are seeing the same shit. You know what I mean? It's not right. like it's one right. person or two. All over the country, man. Like it started around in, the it, world. Yeah, all over the place. You know, yeah. it started in California, and it's kind of worked its way over to to us now on the East Coast. Yeah. And Pennsylvania is really big in uh, Bigfoot sightings and stuff. You know, I live near. Yeah. Um, Caledonia State Park, which is right outside of Gettysburg, and they have Bigfoot sightings in there all the time, running across the highway. Uh, yeah. I think there's a famous picture of one where it's not really a. To me, it looks like a bear with mange, but they said it's a baby Bigfoot, but it looks like a bear with mange, like a small black bear, you know. But yeah, they said it's a Bigfoot, but you know, people like to exaggerate shit. But there have been footprints captured, and there are a lot of Bigfoot. Uh, research investigations are going on up there but i've never seen anything uh i know in columbia pa and that's literally like 20 minutes 30 minutes from my house they they have uh, reports of a, a small bigfoot in at chicky rocks um I'm trying to remember what the hell they call that thing it's a weird name they call it they have a festival for it every year um there's the uh, what the hell is, the is name it puck wedgie no it's called puck wedgie um, is a small bigfoot um, they named it up there this goofy name yeah i can't remember the name of that something save my ass um the puck wedgies up in your area somewhere um it may be it may be more midwest the buck wedging but it's like a small bigfoot more monkey than ape type this is like it's very small it's like like four foot somewhere around yeah. there about four foot and, and who knows? It might have been a bear or some shit. But they say they've seen it at this place called Cheeky Rocks, and uh, I don't know. They do a festival on it every year um, up in Columbia. I spoke at it one time, uh, not about Bigfoot, but about you know paranormal things. But it, it's an right. interesting little festival they have. Uh, I definitely believe in Bigfoot. I definitely do, without a doubt. Yeah, here in Tennessee, um, I, I'm working on a book. Uh, because I think the folklore in the paranormal is just as important as the real stories, you know, that people oh, experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and kind of in Tennessee and Appalachian mountains, you have this, um, legacy of storytelling handed down. And that, that part of that comes from the Irish coming over and settling in the Appalachian mountains and becoming hillbillies. And that's where you get country music from, for one and two is from the Irish folk music and things. But, um, I'm fascinated by a lot of these stories and a lot of folklore that come from the natives in East Tennessee and things. But anyway, my book is called small town haunted legends. And, and the point of it is, is to keep a lot of these stories alive that are local legends. 
Yeah, that's uh, cool. Like like you're talking about with that uh, specific Bigfoot in that specific area and kind of getting the stories out there to people who've never heard them. But anyway, doing research on the book, I found that uh, newspaper articles dating back to the late 1700s about the Tennessee Wildman. Yeah, and, I've heard of that, Tennessee Wildman, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the the actual, a lot of the sightings were in West Tennessee, which West Tennessee is way flatter than East Tennessee because East Tennessee, you have the Smoky Mountains, Smoky Mountain National Park, and, you know, it's part of the Appalachian Mountains. And, of course, there's lots of Bigfoot sightings out there uh, ranging from northern Georgia, you know, on up through the Appalachians. But the Tennessee Wildman's interesting. I, I have a newspaper article uh, from the, I think, 1820s, 1830s that is warning uh, the residents of the small town uh, to watch your women and children and animals uh, if they're out alone on the streets because the uh, Tennessee Wildman will come snatch them up, take them off in the woods. No shit. And the way this, it, they describe it as basically a hairy man. Um, to where some Bigfoots, they, they claim have more of like an ape type face, but this is more like a human face just with a lot of hair all over the body Wow, and long hair. Yeah. And kind of spindly legs and arms, not real muscular and a lot smaller than Bigfoot. And, uh, that's the, the Tennessee wild man. And people still claim there, there are people that claim that there are wild, wild men, uh, living in the Appalachian mountains now who are just people who have never lived on the grid. You know, it's kind of like that movie. Uh, what was that in night Shyamalan movie, the village? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Where they didn't, they live in modern times where they didn't know it because they had segregated themselves. And yeah. A couple yeah. of generations. They had forgot that modern civilization even existed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of how they describe these wild people that live up in the mountains. And they, every once in a while they come into contact with, you know, modern humans, but they're kind of have their own language and things like that. That's cool, man. That's cool. Oh, I yeah. figured out what that name was. It's called the Alba Twitch. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The Alba Twitch. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember what the hell. It was a weird name. I'm like, the hell yeah. I had a uh, I had a guy named J.W. Oker on my show, and he's a legend tripper. And uh, he wrote a book called United States of Cryptids. And oh, wow. he went around, and that's what he wanted to do was get all these small town cryptids. Like, and we talk about the Albert Witch because I was like, what the hell is that? You know? Yeah. Um, it's a big and we talked to Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, man, this has been fun, man. We got to do this more, yeah. man. Every Sunday, I'm going to do a pair talk, man. If you want to come on and uh, we can do it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun, man. It's definitely fun just talking about the you know the paranormal stuff. Yeah, um, it's fun to talk to other investigators. You know what I mean? Like and get your point of view or everything. Everybody has a, their own opinion about things. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's good. You know what I mean? I think it's good to the point where you know some groups their their opinions are. Really out in outer space, though. You know what I mean? You're just like, dude. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. you're basing your investigations off of, of a movie. You know what I mean? Right, right. This is real life. This isn't a movie, dude. This is affecting people's lives. You're doing shit that can hurt people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Give them a false, you know. They go to somebody's house and say, they, you know, they got four demons in there because they have a psychic person that says there's demons there. So now right. you just created this whole huge conglomerate of shit and negative energy going you know they're freaking out they got demons now they don't know what to do you know this yeah total uh you know psychosis of there's demonic entities in the house and it's just it's crazy man some of the shit that people do you're yeah. just like come on man or and, and then on the flip side of that 
excuse me on the flip side of that of them coming in and saying oh well your house is cleansed now we cleansed your house yeah you have nothing more to worry about we yeah. magically made it go away <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's all we better now sucking fairy dust and yeah know, we made it go away we're throwing you know rocks and shit in the house <laughs> and salt on the floor throwing freaking i, I salt all over the place you're like come on man yeah. you gotta do better than that you know you're you're, you're talking about some shit that you can't see you don't yeah. understand we don't understand this shit, you know. We don't. Not even. Yeah. We're not even close to figuring this shit out, you know. And I love when people say they have the answer to it. That's even funnier. Yeah, oh, there's an answer to it. I just I, think. I think um, in in the twenty years, my conclusion is that we're not supposed to know. No, that's what I. I, I uh, do. I say the same thing. Yeah. And it, it gives you little bits and pieces of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah okay. Here's an EVP. Here's a sentence or something. Yeah. You know, here's some lights well, flickering. You know. Yeah, and uh, but I found. The one thing that will shut activity down like that is asking about what happens if you die. Yes. They dude. will shut up. I don't care yes. how chatty they are. Yes. You you can ask about their death. Yep. Like, how did you die? Things like that. But don't start asking, asking questions about the afterlife. Yeah. You will. They will. Nothing. It's like something just cuts them off. Yeah. I say that. I do that. I, you know, and I do it in a lot of investigations. I'll ask, is there a heaven? Is there a, is a hell? You know, yeah. dude, nothing. Nothing. And after yeah. that, it's like. Not, yeah. dude. It's completely yeah. gone. You're like, holy shit. Why, dude? Like, what is up yeah. with that question? Why they won't? They won't. They won't answer on it. But they'll answer yeah. everything else. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're just like, what the hell, dude? I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. We get to seriously pick a really uh, deep to- topic next time, man, and really dig into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think um this is good. I like I like talking with people like myself, yeah. and you know, it's been doing it what? a long time. I think I'm slowly switching over from investigator more to researcher Yeah, um, of learning about all the different phenomena. And I'll always be a ghost guy. That's my forte. That's, oh, yeah. you know, investigating, yeah. but, but yeah, I go with, especially with the podcast, you know, I have people on talking about UFOs and Bigfoot and cryptids and I love all, that all the different mentor phenomena. Yeah. yeah. So, and then doing research with the book, I've just, and I've researched over the years too, cause you go down these rabbit holes to figure out, okay, what the fuck am I dealing with phenomena wise? Like, you know, but, um, yeah, I find myself kind of switching hats to now I'm I'm predominantly a researcher and I still investigate, you know, a few times a year, but but not as much as I used to. Yeah. When you start digging into research and stuff, man, that really gets interesting, especially like yeah. uh, like we do, like with cases and stuff, you start digging into research and then when shit starts falling in line with the research and the activity, yeah. you're like, this is cool as shit. You know what I mean? This is really yeah. cool. Like it's, there are things coinciding with what's going on. The shit that happened 150 years ago, you know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. holy shit, it's amazing, you know? Yeah. Really amazing. Yeah, well, I, I have a huge love of history, too. So, Oh, me too, man. I love anything to do with, like, Civil War and, you know, Revolutionary yeah. War. We're going to Fort Mifflin in um, November, man, if, you, if, you ever, if you're up this way. Yeah. We're going to be going there. Uh, we got the fort all night. We investigate that. I've investigated about four or five times already. And, uh, Place is really cool, man. Like there was a lot of deaths there, and a uh, big part of United States history is there. I mean, they you know yeah. they held off the British, you know, when they came in to Washington and stuff to get to Valley Forge, and uh, I think there's about 200 deaths there when they were the uh, British were bombarding the fort at, uh, and it's the time we're there is the time the whole battle is going on. It's in I think we're going yeah. November third. I think I think it's November third. We're going. Uh, I have to get with Tom, but uh, yeah, man, if you're up this way, dude, definitely let me know, man. 
And yeah. uh, you come yeah. in an investigation with us, dude. It's, it's fun, man. It's a fun time. Yeah. That would be awesome. I would definitely be up there for the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash show. Dude, I can't uh, wait, man. It's gonna be we'll awesome. be there from Thursday to Thursday to Monday. So sweet, sweet, yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. I I live literally like twenty five minutes from Gettysburg, so I, yeah. You know, my friend got a hotel room, but I was like, I'm good, man. I can drive home. I'm like twenty five minutes away. Right. So, right. Uh, I I grew up, uh, you know, when I first started this, this is where that's where I, my stopping grounds were was Gettysburg, man. Like it's yeah. just going to the battlefield and investigate. It just grew into other shit after that, you know. I just got tired of dealing with the tourists, and there's a lot of tourists in the summertime. Man, forget about it, dude. Like there's yeah. everybody up there thinking they're gonna see a ghost or some shit, you know? Like yeah. doing even yeah. It's just so many people. You're just like I when go I, up there yeah. in the dead of winter, man. Snow on the ground. I go. His name is escaping me. Mark. Mark Nesbit. Yeah. Ghost I've had him on my show, bird. and man, he knows his shit. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh my god. I love talking to him about the history and the hauntings. Man, he knows his shit. His shop's haunted. And yeah, yeah. His shop's um, right there on uh, right off of Baltimore Street. It was just on the one building he owns. Uh, was just on um, Kinder Spirits. The one where they seen the little girl in there, the little kid. I think it's a little yeah. kid in there. Yeah, that's his bookstore. Yeah. Yep, I've been in yeah. there quite a few times. But uh, but one of the things I found fascinating is that they uh, the park services have banned e- uh, EMF detectors, <laughs> like yeah. K2s and shit. Yeah, can't have any yeah. of that shit. It's weird. It's yeah. it's, it's crazy, man. But you can go in with, with voice record. What I used to do was I would leave voice recorders in the battlefield at night because yeah. you got to be out before. You used to be able to stay there to ten o'clock at night in the summer, but now you got to be out of there when the sun goes down. They changed all the park rules. It sucks now. So yeah. if you're looking to go in there and investigate at night, forget about it. It's done. But I would leave a recorder in the. I would hide it in the yeah. in the battlefield, like in the woods. I, I used to go to uh, Triangle Field a lot, uh, Rose's Farm, and I would just leave it there overnight, and I'd come back the next morning, pick it up, and man, you would catch all kinds of shit. Cannon yeah, fire, I bet. fire, you know, people yelling. Yeah, and it would definitely be associated with the war. You hear like, "Get the guns, get the guns." You would hear yeah. all kinds of shit. You know, I got some pretty cool recordings of Gettysburg and uh, uh, like Saks Bridge area. You can go, still go there at night. Um, I think the park allows you to go there. Because I don't think it's part of the park anymore. It's like public. And, yeah. Uh, they let you go through there at night anytime you want. But that's that bridge. It's a covered bridge, and that's that's haunted too. Supposedly by some Confederate soldiers that were hung. They were deserters, and they were hung from the bridge. Um, that we've had some weird shit happen on that bridge. Loud bangs and voices, and yeah. pretty interesting things going on in there. Yeah, I heard gunfire there before, uh, like musket fire and stuff. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool place, man. Definitely yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been wanting to come, and I'm excited to pick it up. Yeah, there's a lot of people going to be there. Uh, I think I think I'll um I talked to Pam Barry about it, and um I think next year I'll be speaking at that event too. So, at the, yeah. not this year, but the following year I'll be speaking there. So, it's going to be cool, man. I can't wait. It's going to be fun, especially yeah. I get to meet people like you, and you know, people that seem kind of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's one of my favorite things is net networking. And and meeting people in person and yeah, it's just a lot of fun to talk to people and pick people's brains and yeah, yeah, yeah man. I mean, we're all a, a big part of this mystery, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a big mystery, and I don't know if we'll ever find an answer to it. I don't think we will, but you know, it's it's fun to think about. <laughs> it's fun yeah. to fun to investigate the, the phenomena. Yeah, I I guess we'll we'll figure it out when we die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. 
Well, I don't want to keep you on your Sunday, man. Thanks for coming on uh, this this morning and yeah. talking. You know, pair pair talk with me, brother. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, anytime, dude. You want to do it next week? We can do it next week, man. Let's get a topic together and uh, something we really want to talk about. And let's talk about it, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, your episode of my show comes out this Wednesday, so oh sweet, sweet. Tune in and hear hear our conversation there, which we talked about some of that today, but we get more in depth with your cases and things and specifics on that. Oh, I had I, one question before we go, and I meant to ask you the other day. In the unholy structure, did they ever get rid of the fucking clawfoot tub out of the attic or whatever it was? Because she kind of focused on it in the book, and there was like a big cast iron tub or something they could yeah. get out of there. Yeah, now you couldn't get it. You can't get it out of there. Nope, it's still there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that thing weighs like a million pounds, dude. Yeah. They actually yeah. reinforced the floor to keep that thing there. But it seemed like every time they tried to take it out or to yeah. bust it up or anything, paranormal shit would happen. And oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was really, really old, man. It had those claws, yeah. the claw yeah. things. That thing is super old. And what's weird was that house was built. Whoever built it was really smart because they built a um, a water system before, you know, where they could actually, rainwater would fill it up. Yeah. And it would, they could use it like, like running water. Yeah, way back then, uh, like they thought of that shit, and they made it to where it was almost like running water. Yeah, into, gravity fed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And they supported the whole house there from that tub down. They they supported the house like the, way back then. They thought of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what's amazing about those kind of places is, you know, we thought they were really primitive of, of how they their building skills were, but their building skills were better then than they are now. Right. You know, yeah. and you're just like they built shit to last. Yeah, man. And yeah. it's still there, you know, all these years later, that place, you know, still there, you know, it was built in right. the 1700s, you know what I mean? Like, it's still yeah. there, you know? I mean, it needed a lot of work, but hell, man, they knew what they were doing, you know? Yeah. And you see yeah. the craftsmanship with the trim and shit in the house, and you're like, just, wow. Yeah, hand-carved, beautiful. Oh, yep. All yeah. the all the yeah. chair rail hand-carved, you know, right. the, the moldings around the door hand-carved. They had cabinets that they built for like dressers and stuff. They hand built these things, man. They were, you yeah. couldn't get them out of the room. Like they yeah. were, they were literally built for the room, you know? And you're yeah. just like, we had one of the doors come open on us one time. It was cool as shit. And, and you literally had to, they made a locking system for it where you pushed it in, you turn that handle. It, it didn't come open. Like, yeah. And it comes open on us and we're like, holy shit. And of course, we don't have a camera on it. We got the camera facing the other way. And I'm right. like, the door just swings open, and I'm like, there's no way that door can come open because you got to literally turn the handle right. and it opens, you know. And I'm like, there's no way that came open. And we did it. We did it again, and it never came open again. I'm like, God damn it, I don't have a camera on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, John. It's yeah, been man. Blast. Yeah, man. Let's do it again, brother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, brother. Have for a good sure. weekend, man. Thanks for coming on, Gary. Appreciate it. Um, See you, bud. See you later. That was Eric Sims. Yes, man. Eric Sims. Great guy, man. This guy is really knowledgeable about the paranormal. He's been doing it as long as I have. And I'll tell you what, man. I enjoyed talking to this guy. And I can't wait to have him on the show again. I hope he comes back on next week. I will be talking with him during the week and trying to uh, iron out a, a topic for next week and talk about some pretty cool stuff, other than paranormal stuff, too. When we get into UFOs, like I said, I love UFOs and stuff. And if you get a chance, definitely go over to his uh, podcast, which is the uh, the Unseen Paranormal Podcast. 
really cool podcast. I was on it last week, and uh, we had a hell of a good time. So uh, definitely check Eric out. Check out his podcast. Check out everything that he's doing with the Tennessee Haunts and uh, and Legends Expo. I'll tell you what, I might go down and check it out my damn self. So everybody, enjoy the rest of your weekend, what's left of it. And I will see you on the other side. Well, I've been asking questions all of my life, but every answer I get, none of them I ever liked, no. I know we all living up on borrowed time, but it keep me up late at night, and got me wondering why, oh. I'm just looking for a reason, I don't need something to believe in, I just want life to have meaning, so I ain't wasting all my time, so will I sit you on the other side, hey. conclude our broadcast of the Paranormal Journal podcast. Have a great night.